0: That's but I'm sitting there thinking, man, I, I you know and even he even said and I notice every week you stand up there with 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 on the Bible and podium. I said, Well, what am I supposed to stand up there? He said, Oh nobody uses it, you know, everybody's got the Bible. I've had like man, I am so far behind in this world and uh, I'm just getting lapped. And uh, <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. So, so I'm, either one, any way you wanna wanna go about it.
1: So I've I've taken the liberty of hitting record right mid conversation because me and Ben are about 15 minutes into a great <laughs> chat and I kind of forgot to hit record and uh, yeah we probably should start somewhere yeah I, but I, I,
0: uh, <laughs> we said some good stuff we did we said a lot of good stuff we'll,
1: we'll see if we can repeat any of it but uh, <laughs> we're gonna you know I'm I'm still playing around with this intro until we get it right welcome back to the other uh, 167 I'm Garrett Lale here with Pastor Ben Pierce of Fuquay Verena Baptist Church uh, for the. Third time, thanks for saddling yeah, on. Man. I'm, I'm gonna be saddling up and riding you pretty hard today. You're carrying oh, the conversation, down, I think today. But, uh, shape. We, um, just we're, were uh, just to recap a little bit. So I've played around different ways with the intro. Basically, this is what it's all about. I think I understand why we can't. I haven't figured out the intro. The, pro- the intro generally outlines the premise of the show. Right. We, we don't, don't know what that one, is yet. Right. <laughs> so, what's a premise? That's right. What's the premise? A <laughs> what are we trying to do? So. I, we don't know what the premise is, but so far I think what we figured out is that I kind of started off by saying what would happen if you told your Southern Baptist preacher the truth about the other 167 hours of your life. <laughs> and I think what I'm I'm starting to realize that we're hopefully answering is that it actually, you'd find out we're a whole lot more alike in the way we think than you probably think and would, right. would expect. So we just kind of come real with it. And, uh I keep joking around saying I'll edit this, edit that. At the end of the day, we don't edit a whole lot. What you get is the raw conversation. So, <laughs> but, uh, well, thanks for third time's a charm. Maybe we'll see yeah, how this we'll, goes. But We might
0: be getting on something right.
1: <laughs> so we always take feedback, and uh, you got some feedback that we just kind of hopped right into it last week. Yeah. There may be some, yeah. some other things we can chat about, so... You said, well, you figured out this week that you're being lapped in the digital age.
0: I am am so analog in the digital world, it is pitiful. And, uh, you know, as I told uh, told my 24-year-old daughter the other day, just write me a check for it. And uh, she she looked at me like I had told her to jump out of a fifty foot window. It's just uh, what's a check? What, what 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 are you talking about? And I, so I I just realized all of a sudden, man, is it just me that writes checks anymore? <laughs> and I know we do as a, as a church and a business, but man, nobody writes checks. And so went and talked to the teller a little bit about it today, and she said, Oh no, I only write one a month, or you know, even then sometimes I don't even have to do that. And I I was just sitting there like I did. I'm, I'm just speechless, and then, yeah. of course, I, I'm still on the uh, iPhone XR, which is like the 10, mm-hmm. and I think now the 13, 14 is coming out, and I'm so far behind, and I'm afraid if I go to it, I don't, I don't know how to turn a thing on, yeah. man, so it's, it is one of those things of, I am trying my best to keep up, and every day, I'm finding out more and more, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're talking about putting our bulletins on on your phone, so you don't even have to print a bulletin anymore in the, in the church, and I... I'm just I'm dumbfounded. I just can't believe that's even we got technology like that. Yeah, I mean, man. I I am I feel just like my dad or my granddad that man I am just I'm so out of touch on this stuff, man.
1: I, I hate technology because I think in, in marketing school or somewhere, they talk about what you are. I'm one of those that doesn't buy something until it's about to be obsolete. That's right. So when I buy something, I, it takes me forever to learn how to use it. By the time I learn how to use it, yeah. it don't work anymore. I'm being left. I'm being left <laughs> so, in, the, in
0: the digital race, man.
1: I will tell you a funny story about that. Just in this weekend, my uh, mom was telling me there's a restaurant in my hometown uh, where I grew up that they – she was telling me the other day they have just stopped taking checks for the first time. They didn't do debit cards. So right. it was cash or check only until, like, two weeks ago. And my mom said she went up there to pay, and they, she got her checkbook out, and she said, we don't take checks anymore. It's debit card She's only. And she said, oh, thank God. I've been so scared. Oh, Swipe it. <laughs> but I figured the, it was just cash is king. No, and no. It. They, were, they they're finally moved to, the, to, to debit cards. So that's... Uh, there's still some places out there that are uh, are still keeping up with your that you oh, can keep up with. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe
0: just maybe. Now, I know how to use my tap. I, I tell you, the other thing is uh, this tap tap technology. Oh yeah, yeah. Man, I feel like such an old man because I'll tell the teller, uh, the clerk that's checking me out or whatever, grocery so, Okay, I'm gonna tap it. I'm gonna tap it and. And it works work sometimes, doesn't work. And I know they're sitting there like, this old man. And I'm sitting there like, I'm not old. People, I'm still not old.
1: People don't like me in gas station <laughs> checkout lines either. Trust me, it's uh, I'm, I'm still learning. And again, by the time I learn how to tap it, they bring out something else. that I. Didn't. That's it. So, well, I was
0: going to tell you, I went and played golf uh, this weekend. I know you're
1: a golfer. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I don't know if I am anymore.
0: I uh, <laughs> used to be. <laughs> yeah, I, went, went, I went, I met, met my brother down at Myrtle Beach and, we played 2.1 holes, uh, meaning we finished the second one. I hit the drive, and the driver was beautiful. Best drive I hit all day. And then the bottom fell out, thunder and lightning. They sounded the horn. I said, man, that's the first time I've ever been on a golf course. They sounded the horn like, y'all got to come in. And uh, we ended up having to get a rain check. So uh, I drove six hours down, three hours down, three <laughs> hours back to play 2.1. But got to, got to enjoy. But, hey, it was fun. I was actually hitting the ball decent. Not, not, I'm no golfer, but I, I enjoyed it.
1: Let me correct your math there. What was the hole you finished, or number two, it was it par three, four, or five?
0: Uh, let's see. No, f- first one was par five. Second one was par four. So, what's
1: that? So, so you really played two and a third holes because you hit one of the three shots you would have had. Okay. So, it wasn't 2.1. It was 2.33 Or
0: holes. 2.25, I guess, would be right No, you'd have
1: birdied it. <laughs>
0: no. All right, confidence. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when I told the guy about the rain check, I said, "How many?" He asked me, "How many holes I played?" The two point one. He looked at me and said, "All right, I, I get you." Hey, but look, I, yeah. this
1: is revisionist history. We can make it a birdie if we want to. Okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Nobody's gonna believe it. Though.
1: <laughs> That's true. You, have you heard the preacher or the uh, joke about the preacher that skips church and hits a hole-in-one? Uh, yes. That's got to be a classic. That, no, yeah. I love it. I love so it. So preacher skips church one day, decides he's going to go play golf. You know, yeah. he's been he's been a loyal, faithful servant of the Lord for 25, 30, just, 50 yeah. years. Just said, I'm just going to take a day off. <laughs> yeah. Everybody plays hooky once yeah. in a while. He goes out by himself, going to play a quick nine, and he gets to the you know eighth, ninth hole, hits a hole-in-one. Saint Peter, I believe, says to God, "What are you doing? Why are you? He's he's sinning. Why are you Man. rewarding him?" He said, "Well, who's he going to tell? Yeah, that's right.
0: can't tell us. Can't tell can't a, soul. Take a picture. Can't put it on. No, can't I not do I anything. So, I, yeah, that, that's one of those that uh, that's one of my favorites,
1: and uh, I love that one. Although, Although I've, I've
0: never skipped or uh, not on purpose. Not anyway. on purpose. It was, it
1: was a vacation. Yeah, <laughs> um, my mom was actually. I was having lunch with her and a couple of my cousins who've been listening to the show and." They were saying they wanted to come down to church, come down. They're, they're coming down for something with my kids. Uh, my daughter has a horseback show. Oh, nice. She's coming down to watch that. And they said, we want to stay... We want to go to your church on Sunday on. and visit. My mom said, "Well, that's fine, but Garrett probably won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you'll be by yourself." He's
0: watching the live
1: stream, I'll be on the live stream in my pajamas, but uh, I am going to make every effort to come this Sunday. Love, hey, tell always, me, come uh, on. yeah. You know, I, I
0: thought about uh, you have a studio audience in here when we're. In oh here. my gosh! I said, no, <laughs> it probably wouldn't be good. Uh, no, I, I kind of enjoy it. it's just just two
1: guys. Oh yeah, but
0: uh, a I studio love, live is, in a studio audience.
1: I, I don't know if we said this on the show, but I know I've said it to you when we finished up last week i think you said hey i'm having a good time doing this and mm-hmm. we'll, as long as they're listening we'll keep recording i said well if they quit reco- if they quit listening we'll just quit recording but i still want to keep having the talks but uh <laughs> anyway i think this is becoming my one hour a week as the others that are my 167 That's height, right. i do think but so I'm, I'm really excited about this topic uh seriously because I, it's been something i've personally had a big experience with this week and mm. a lot of things kind of contributed to me Seeing things a lot differently than I did before, but a whole bunch of those things came from just conversations with you and hearing things from you in different ways. So, um, the topics of popular, in fact, on the first show, I think we both kind of mentioned pride as being one that, you know, it's, we, we all kind of battle with. And heck, a week ago, I would have had a hard time understanding how you battle with pride. Now mm-hmm. I see it that you've probably got one of the tougher battles with pride in yeah. some ways. Yeah. But what i the biggest thing we, I've kind of seen is. Pride doesn't come in one or two or three forms. There's a whole bunch, there's probably more yeah. flavors of pride than Baskin Robbins. And we tend to pridefully focus on the two or three that are most prominent yeah. in our lives. And miss all the other widespread ways it gets its fingers in us. Yeah, we
0: oftentimes uh, make pride into okay, just a big ego. He's a jerk. Uh, he's so self-centered, so self-conceited, or just conceited above all. And that's what that's oftentimes what we make pride. But but really, when you really get down to it, when it when you put I as being most important, and I, you texted me Thursday night and kind of threw out a, a you know what's the difference between pride and taking responsibility and really wanting to do a good job and I. thought about it. I said, man, I don't know that I've ever really thought all the way through that. And I I really just, I thought that was the greatest thing. But but pride takes so many shapes, so many forms. I mean, it, it can be from somebody giving you a compliment that you, you know, oh man, and you start believing that. Or it can be, pride can be, why is nobody giving me a compliment? Somebody ought to be patting me on the back, Dadgummit. I'm, I'm good. And why, why, you know? And if nobody else will, I'll pat myself on the back. Uh, you know. And I think that's for a pastor. And you, you mentioned this, and I'll share it. I mean, for a pastor, it's, it, it, it can be real dangerous because people come up to you out on a Sunday. Oh man, I enjoyed your message. That was so good. Oh, it was. And and, and if you're not careful, you got to you got to be careful and be on your guard because you can start believing that and start thinking. Oh yeah, man, I must be some kind of god you 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 both be glad you're on my team or i'm on your team god mm, no i have to remind myself and i always try to say it and i mean it with all sincerity is if you got anything out of or the podcast a, a live stream or in person or we do some other things if you got anything out of it that's the holy spirit that's not ben pierce that that's the holy spirit speaking through and it's and it's the word of god so pride pride can be very um it's something you have to guard against because yeah god God tells us it's 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 one of the big seven, the seven deadly sins is pride, and he he point blank says in proverbs, he hates it,
1: you, yeah. I can tell you a week ago six days ago, I suppose I would have freely admitted that pride is a consistent contender on my leaderboard of sins, and it can and it gets its <laughs> wins, and it's right yeah. up there at the top, but after really, really digging into this, and I don't know um, I don't think I said this, but I I sent you that text and you sent me back uh, the story in Daniel four yeah I Daniel believe. Uh, King Shishka something I forget as <laughs> I, I I didn't even pretend to try to pronounce yeah. it I said is King something.
0: Nebuchadnezzar there you it. go
1: Team Nebuchadnezzar so I uh, <laughs> finally saying it right but anyway I read through that and, and at first you had sent me the the scripture but then you also kind of gave me in your words right. uh, sort of a synopsis I suppose and. It went a little over my head at first, so I said I'm gonna go back and read the scripture again, and I went back and forth, seriously, probably ten times in Mom mm-hmm. and Dad's basement you know, and I sat on the couch, just going back and forth between the two, uh, you know, reading what you said until it finally started to meld together, and then slowly over the next day or two, some more things that you know started to kind of bring into focus a little bit, and really Sunday in service is when it finally clicked and I got it when right. you described humility that right. and your definition of humility was beautiful that it was not thinking less of yourself but it was thinking not thinking about yourself at all. Right. That was the most beautiful way I've ever heard that. And it was simple too. Trying to make to think less of yourself is actually complicated. You got to think of ways to do that. Just not think about yourself. And you about yourself. Yeah, yeah you got, yeah, exactly. So it was just really interesting for me to see that after I saw how widespread that thing was, it wasn't on my leaderboard of sins. It was right. Hall of Fame level goat of all time. Like, there's really <laughs> yeah, not any. There's a few other things that sneak in there, but it's responsible for everything. Yeah. It's so deeply rooted. You, I think you that's just what I didn't said see, it. Is how deeply rooted it is in your life. You you just said it. It's responsible. I, I full, fully believe
0: that at the really almost at the at the at the, at the every heart or at the every root of just about every sin is pride. Mm-hmm. because if you really stop and think about it, sin is basically saying, okay, God, you have told me that this is the way I need to live. And then I come back and I say, God, I know you said that, but what do you know? I know what's best. And there it goes again, I. And so at the very heart of, of sin itself is pride of, I know better, or I think I want to do this versus what God's telling me I need to do, because I want that thrill. I want that You know, whatever I'm shooting for there for the sin, or I want to make myself look good, and so yeah, pride, pride takes its 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 very roots in your heart, and then it just branches out in so so many different ways. And even even if you stop and think about it, a false humility. And people that are always putting themselves down, uh, you know, on, on purpose and just kind of, you know, even though they know they're good, well, I'm not that, you know, that that is a form of pride as well. I mean, it really is. I mean, it, it is a deceptive. It is one that uh, we will fool ourselves into thinking that mm, I'm not that prideful. But when, when we really get down to it, we are hardwired from the jump, from from birth, of being self-centered, being, I've got to focus on me and making sure I'm at
1: the center of everything versus someone else. I try as much as I can not to just make this the learn from Garrett's mistakes show. <laughs> but, but it's kind of, just just because that could literally be its own series. Right. That may be a spinoff, I don't know. But, but I really, one of the you did something maybe just in our private one on one conversations, me and you just chatting about this thing that I was probably putting myself down a little bit and you kept kinda of taking that away from me. You wouldn't let me keep right. doing that. And it was it's like, all oh, right, I get it, I get it, I get it. But now it makes a whole lot more sense because I don't I've probably played that card a little bit, that false humility, that kind of thing, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm naturally known to be very arrogant. I mean that's <laughs> yep. and that's fairly earned. So when I'm trying to work on humility that's my go-to. It's like, well, let's do the opposite. Let's yeah, just pretend that nothing I do down. is that. But then that's, that's fake, too, and that's not right. And, and I'll be honest. I mean, this is a real thing. I've had people reach out to me, family members and stuff, and, and compliment the show. And I've joked to myself, I don't really know what to say except thank you to that. I'm not used to being on this side of a conversation like that. I really right. just don't know. It's not comfortable. I'm yeah. probably not handling it right, but... Rookie, maybe. I'm <laughs> not used me. to it. I'm but
0: 20 <laughs> years in as a pastor, and my, my my go-to response is, man, thank you so much. It, isn't God good to us? That mm-hmm. God would give us well, again, a analog in a digital world, but but God <laughs> gives us the digital capabilities to be able to just hit a button and we can just carry a conversation on about God and and hopefully help people in their walk and help one another out. And so I, I think it's one of thank you God and and it's Him that gives us that ability and always pointing back to uh, you know who's the star of the show. Well, yeah. it's not me, it's not you. It, we're hoping it's Christ each and every time we hit the red button, so to speak. And and I think. That's that's the, um, that, that really is the juxta of it of what I was saying is, you know, it's so, so key of, oftentimes when I'm thinking about pride is, okay, what's my motivation? Who, who am I doing this for? Is it for me or is it for the Lord? And there's that fine line because we can even cloud that from time to time if we're
1: not careful. And I'm I'm glad you segued that because I was sitting there thinking we we asked the question we never really got back to what your answer was that I, that went over my head but that was your answer it was the, the difference mm-hmm. in motivation I said what's the difference or <laughs> I said what what's the book got on pride ask him for a friend and <laughs> yeah. you said uh, and I said more specifically where's the line between pride and just taking accountability or responsibility whichever it was. And your answer was, it really comes down to motivation. And I thought, I think the way I interpreted that at first is, are you motivated or not? But that right. wasn't what you meant. It's what no. is your motivation? What,
0: what is, What's so your if, driving force for what you're doing? Or, right. Or better yet, okay, if somebody gives me a compliment, all right, my motivation is, all right, well, I'm glad somebody's recognizing what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or... No, I'm doing it for the Lord, and mm-hmm. I think there in lines the whole, you know, it even goes back to Matthew six thirty three. For me, it goes back there a whole lot. That uh, I'm seeking first His kingdom, His righteousness. I'm going to uh, First Corinthians ten thirty one. Whatsoever I eat or whatsoever I drink, I want to do for the glory of God. Mm-hmm. And what am I doing it for? And if it's for people to see me, people to recognize me, or hey, I, I you know, hey, I'm, I'm the guy that's up there preaching, and so I'm the. No, it's it's for the Lord. And if the Lord's getting the glory, then—and and I think I've always—I had an uh, employer one time that, uh, that said, man, I want to hire a bunch of employees. When he was interviewing me, he said, I, I want to hire employees that want that to that get the job done but don't care who gets the pat on the back. And, and I think therein lies the whole turn of, of what a Christian is, is I want to do my work as unto the Lord. Don't need a pat on the back. But I'd rather somebody would say, man, look, look at what God's doing through that kid.
1: Or that guy. I, I know you're an NC State guy, and just for the record, I'm a UNC guy. There's so no pride there. I'm going to – Hey, I'm, you're talking to a Panthers fan. We haven't had any pride yes. in 25 years. Hey, I know. But – so we're, we 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 are on the same side of a lot of topics. We are not on on the NC State Carolina side. But I'm going to improve your quote from your boss because yeah. the dean said it's amazing what can be accomplished when nobody gets cares who gets the credit. Who, who I think that was, the, credit? that was the that was the. I like that. I that's a great. That's the best way to put it. it it's um, it, it's really funny as you're. We talk a lot about in the first show. We mm-hmm. talked about or you said. When God says thou shalt not, what he really means is thou shalt not hurt yourself. Right. Well, our pride hurts us in ways we can't even really think about until we understand how widespread it is. Because you said star of the show. You know, right. you don't want to be the star of the show. The star of the show is in the spotlight. They can't really, they're blinded by the light. All they can see is that. They've got to focus on their one thing. But the ones who make it all happen are the ones that are in the shadows who are focused on the star of the show and making sure that that star is, is, has every piece in place that they can to, to do what they need to do. That's what we need to see as Christians. We are not qualified for that spotlight, and we need to stay the heck out of it. That's it. it. In the football game of life, I'm the water boy at best, (laughs) all right? (laughs) I don't need to tell Tom Brady how to throw the ball. I don't need to call plays. I don't need to do none of that. I need to focus on doing my job as well as I can, and when I screw up and spill water, that's that's why I'm the water boy. That's where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Um, Now take that and just – Expand that up to where the quarterback of the team is the infinite power of the entire universe, and it's not one of a couple hundred people that are on a team and involved in it; it's one of billions. <laughs> yes. Now, how important do you really think you are in that scheme? Yeah. But conversely, how amazing is it that that same God thinks you're the most important thing in the world? That's right. So it's a really interesting thing to kind of wrap your head around when you get that deep to it.
0: And and, and that that applies
1: to church. That applies to several things. That if you stop and think about,
0: it, I mean, it, it would be easy for someone to say. Uh, I don't do anything but just uh, sit in the preschool with the nursery and the babies. Well, to me, that's the most—that's more important to me than 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 the pastor, honestly. Because if you're not—if the babies aren't being taken care of, then the young parents can't come, and and so every every position is is important. And if you stop and think about it that way, there's so many analogies that come out of that. Uh, how about your body? That that little pinky toe. Probably ain't the most important part of your body.
1: Before we go too far, I want to go and interject my own personal thank you for those folks in the nursery, <laughs> yes, and the preschool. That was care about the me saying thank you. That's that's yeah, that is that's me saying needed. they're more important than I am. I can
0: tell you that. <laughs> yeah,
1: hundred uh, percent. But but, but think no, about a po- pinky toe. Yeah.
0: You you stomp that baby in the middle of the night, and your whole body becomes a little bitty toe. And so we 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 all have our parts, and I think that's why nobody's unimportant. And that's that's important to know. At the same time, though, don't don't overinflate. The that because yes, there should be a measure of God. You've given me a talent and a skill and no, I may not be this, or I may be something that that has to be a leader or something, but even that should be a servant leader. I mean, that's what Jesus did when he put the towel and he washed the disciples' feet as he makes us servant leaders. And I think that's so important. and then another thing about pride that really uh, we're kind of beating around it, but it's true. Proverbs 16, eighteen and 19 talks about uh, pride goeth before for destruction mm-hmm. and so yeah, it's that pride that will lead to all kinds of problems, all kinds of issues and and uh, you know pride goeth for destruction is, okay, again, simple terms, thou shalt not hurt yourself, God, you don't know. <laughs> I know what's best and then lo and behold there comes destruction there comes you know and and i think the other thing that that we have to be careful of sometimes well especially those that um, if you've been walking with the lord for years um, serving in a church or even on staff somewhere one of one of the things that that christ had more angst against was a religious pride that uh that look at how i'm doing things and that that almost a I'm so much better than everybody else. That nah, man, Jesus, Jesus condemned that more than he did. Uh, I mean, he condemned sin, but man, that was the number one thing he kept running into with the Pharisees. He says, "Man, y'all, y'all are full of pride. You you talk good. You you." He basically called them whitewashed tombs. The outside of the tomb looks great. You 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 put on a good show. Inside, man, it's full of dead bones. Yeah. And so I think there's, yeah, you're right. It can take, uh, it can exhibit itself, manifest itself in, in our, our walk with the Lord. It can exhibit itself in our work. Uh, man, no matter where we are, that pride can come out in various ways. So I always want to just examine Lord, let me make sure I'm examining what I'm doing. Am I doing it for me? Am I doing it to be recognized or am I doing it to, to point to you?
1: One of the best examples, I think, of that in human form is my grandmother. She's um, as knowledgeable and as wise as any person you'll ever meet in your life, but I've never seen her accept a compliment in my life, and I've tried. I mean, I think we all have. We've we've tried to compliment her. She just will not. It's like Teflon bounces right off. She will not accept it. And I'll, I'll say, too, I mean, I honestly try not to compliment you that very often right. because it, you almost seem sometimes like it's you're trying to work to fight those compliments off so much. Kind of like what you said, and I get that. Like You get it all day long. You've got to. Um, but that ability to just say thank you and move on, and yeah. that, there's just not anything really else to, to say about Pray, it. Praise just, the Lord. Yeah, praise move God, move God and move on. And I, I, mean, I thank
0: the Lord, yes. and I that's what I try to do with it is just say, Lord, thank you for, one, giving me the ability to read and study, giving me the ability to me- remember, and giving me the ability to, to put it in simple terms. I'm not a complicated teacher by no means. Uh, I just like to put it as simple as I, I figured it this way of a third grader can understand my sermon, then we've hit it about right.
1: And, 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 uh, and that's a good challenge for me on the show. I've actually started to think, you know what, the, having my kids listen to the show might be a great tool for them just to, because I it the other day, I told their mom, I wouldn't explain it any any different if they asked me these questions right. straight to my face. This may not be on their level, but it's as close as I can get, I, yeah, I mean. <laughs> But, yeah, it's. Um, and I think the where it gives you when you get back to pride and, and the sin and the destruction it leads to is that we take that responsibility on and we think that it's, it's our, we take the blame and we take the credit. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy to see how, if you go back to what I've said, and I, I think I'm just finding a way to plug Relentless into every show somehow <laughs> or another. <laughs> yeah. But if you are taking that type of an approach and that type of a, an intentional focus to get 1% better, think about all the opportunities you have to look back. And as you said, again, in the other show, you should look back and see progress. Nah. Well, the further up that mountain you get and the more you look back at that progress, it's really easy to trick yourself into that being your progress because of your efforts right. and to lose sight of the fact that every single step of that was God. And it would have been further if you would have gotten out of his way because you can rest assured you didn't do it perfect. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that a like, Because it, it is. I mean,
0: I think, it's, uh, I think that goes back to never letting yourself becoming, uh, a, as you walk and as you grow in the Lord, never never letting yourself become so, oh, uh, look what I've done, look what I no longer have to struggle with, oh, I've conquered that. No, right there you just messed up. And right. think about how many times I just used the word I. I. yep. And and I think it goes back to, I mean, the, the, the verse that says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Well, look what God has done in me. Mm-hmm. And look what the Holy Spirit has helped me to have victory over, and look at what He has uh, equipped me for and, and I think there it goes back to okay, and maybe maybe we need to redefine what we said it 's your motivation, but maybe it 's your motivator or who is it that 's doing the work mm-hmm. and uh, so it 's not a self effort as much as it is it 's the Spirit
1: working in you and when we my original question what 's the difference in pride and accountability after a little while, if I can If I can take an analogy far enough to get it back to, like, a three-year-old self, that's usually where it starts to make sense for me. There you go. My three-year-old is the most stubborn child ever, (laughs) unless you ask my mom, and she'll say his second. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But here's the difference, I think, in, in pride versus accountability when I'm, when he wants to put his shoes on Mm -hmm. and we got five minutes to walk out the door and that's fine. Okay. Yeah. put your shoes on. That's fine. He's taking accountability. wants to learn how to do something. That's fine. If we're 10 minutes late already and I'm already trying to drag all these other things, then him trying to take accountability is really not helping the overall objective of this. right? (laughs) Right. So I think if that, that might be an analogy of how the, where the two can be when you're, when you're trying to take accountability so that you'll feel like you're you're getting more uh credit for the overall thing you, right. your purpose is because you want to get the credit for pulling this thing off right you probably try to tackle things that are outside of your control outside of your skill set you screw them up and now you got to go back and apologize to people for messing them up or maybe we just need to look and say maybe the best thing for me to do is to let god carry this thing right now and maybe i'll learn a a, right. a better role later yeah and, and better time
0: That's because that's uh, <coughs> there is there's always that fine line between all right the, the Holy Spirit has showed you this. Paul, Paul writes and he says, by now, you, you should all be teachers. Meaning, hey, you, you should be growing, but you're, you're still a babe in Christ. And so I think it's almost one of that growing up process. And it doesn't mean that, okay, God does everything and I do nothing. No, I think he, he wants us to be able to grow, but we're still dependent upon that Holy Spirit to, to, to be able to live that life and again how that works itself out it's going to show itself in so many different ways you know as far as um even as i used last week and it's—it's it's pretty interesting if i if i stand up and i can stand up somebody called me right now and said hey i need you to do a devotion mm-hmm. all right i can i can i can yep. whip you out one you're ready to and, and but <laughs> i'd much rather it be something that, that okay lord what, what are these folks needing? What, 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 what text applies? And Lord, give, give me your, your, your words. And I think it's one of, but the fine line there is, okay, it doesn't take as much time for me to prepare sermons as it used to because, my goodness, i got 20-some years of built up and tools and things that I've saved, and I can go pull that and look here. And so, yeah, you, you, you're growing, and you're, you're, you're becoming to where you're more and more able to do things, but it never stops being he still got me. Yeah. And and again, who who am I doing this for? You know, am I just doing a
1: job or am I doing it for the Lord? It's some of the words that we've we we get to the end of a show and we kind of realize what the key words of the day were and I, th- I think in week 1 we talked about fear, worry, guilt, last yeah. week it was dependence yep. um, and, and just yep. surrender. And when you think about it, I mean I'm guessing. I'm putting you on the spot here, but I'm guessing you can give examples of how uh, pride leads to all five of those, mm-hmm. and that's just five of our keywords so far. But yeah, I mean, it's it is so interconnected because we our pride keeps us from depending on God. Yeah, our, yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. That's I mean, yeah, not a hard hard line to draw. I mean, e- even worry, in mm-hmm. a way, is is a form of you pride. Think you control it. That's, that's right. like it's in your control. It, it is okay, God. I don't know that you've got this, but if I sit here and worry about it, it'll get solved. Or mm-hmm. how am I going to fix it? Or am I, oh well, no, what's going to happen? I mean, again, you're putting yourself back on. And again, I, I think the old, old um, example of, is Christ on the throne of your life or are you on the throne? And if I'm on the throne, then I better worry about every little detail rather than putting him there. I don't have to worry about that. He's, he's going to take control of it and he's going to do that. Guilt. That's an easy one if you stop and think about it that uh okay now now i've made my sin, my wrongs, my everything the center of my focus or the focus of everything that i'm I'm consumed with, as if that's that that is the most important thing in the world, and I carry that, so yeah, I mean every one of these sins, if you really stop and think about it, it it's and when you really think about it, i mean I, and the more i 'm talking about this, it just comes how warped are we when we are we come we come hardwired to be warped and and Christ says, no, I've come to set you free from that and and set you free from self-effort and set you free from self-righteousness. And instead, now I'm giving you freedom in Christ to where now, now you walk by the Spirit. And again, that's not autopilot. That's not I'm 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 checking out. No, it means that now we are uh, surrendered to, again, or committed to the Holy
1: Spirit and living the way that He leads and guides. So this might I'm Definitely putting you on the spot here, and I'm not sure if this is something we can be ready to answer today or not, but mm-hmm. is it possible to worry if your pride's in check? Is it possible to feel guilty mm. if your pride's in check? All those five that we've talked about, fear yeah. worry, guilt, yeah. dependency wow. struggles, is it possible to feel that and it not be pride at the root of it?
0: Uh, you know, uh, that's, a, that's a great question. I. I don't know that I would be able to back that up all the way biblically. Part of me would say I, I would. I don't think so. My gut would say no. There's still if, if worry's coming into play, there, there's something there that's you know driving that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, sometimes we worry just because. Well, I mean, let's face facts. I mean, yep. there's life is hard. There's things we're responsible for. Kids, we're responsible for life. And sometimes that worry can doubt can creep in real quick. And sometimes that that can be just okay. Am I? Really Really trust in the Lord,
1: yeah.
0: And again, okay. If I'm not trusting the Lord, who am I trusting?
1: So that's so, where I say, if you go a little further, though, okay. If I'm not trusting the Lord, why is that? Well, it might be because I'm. It's I maybe mean, it's probably not always because you're trusting you. It may just be that right. you just don't have. But a lot of times, it's because you're trusting yourself with it. It can it? be, and but at sometimes it just comes down to.
0: And again, it may not be like we're saying, like we're defining pride, but there comes that time when you're you're beginning to doubt His yeah. word or what He's saying, and you know whether that's pride or not, or if it's just straight up doubt. Yeah, I think it can be that. So I don't know that I would say it's okay that. But then as we flesh that out and we begin to doubt God, or we begin to you know why why am I doubting God? Yeah, I think I think you can eventually you'll you'll get back to. So a lot of down cases. the line, not
1: every it's case, me. but a lot. Yeah, I'd of them, say you know, majority. Would, yeah, a good case of. It. Yeah, yeah, it's um, I don't know. I thought I thought of so many different things this week, different examples of it, and the, um, I think just the beating ourselves up over the mistakes. I'll give you my <laughs> analogy. I thought of when I was a younger golfer, maybe thirteen, fourteen years old. Some right. of these old men gave me this one a bunch, and I loved it, and I thought of it this week because I was telling you a little bit more about. I made a huge mistake last week acting in pride, mm-hmm. and that one hurt, that felt pretty bad, but what really killed me about it was that I was so mad at myself for making a mistake. I thought I was so plugged into God and had been praying about this so much. How did I miss this? Right. And it took me a minute, and as, as it bugged me for about a day, I remember when I was about 12, 13, 14 years old, I was a hothead on the golf course, and I was cocky as I could be, and I would hit just like a mediocre shot. Maybe I'm 100 yards away and hit it 20 feet, and I thought I should hit it 10, and I might throw my club. Some of those old men would say, son, you're not a good enough golfer to get mad over that shot. Yeah, yeah. And, and I kind of thought about that. I was like, you know what, I am not that far along that I can get that mad and that surprised that I made a big mistake. I mean, th- two, two, three, four months ago, this was a slow weekend. Right. Okay? Like, this is, you can't take yourself too seriously on it. I mean, and, but we, but again, you get that I'm really good. I'm better than that. I'm better than No, you're not. <laughs> you're not better than yeah. that. And,
0: and I think you
1: always have to be on your
0: guard. I yep. think that therein lies the uh, a big piece of what we 're talking about here is uh these things can creep up on us they can uh I think that's why it's so important that you you walk with the Lord and making sure you're spending that time with the Lord in the morning and setting your mind right, getting your heart set on following him because it will it will creep in uh whether you're tired whether you're hungry uh those those little things they they figure into where okay things that i wouldn't have said or done normally. Yeah, usually I'm either tired or I'm hungry. So I know those two things I have to guard against uh, quite a bit because I can tell when I start getting tired, that's when I start getting, uh, for lack of a better term, I start getting short with people. Uh, you know, I'm not as understanding or patient with people. And oftentimes that, that takes place with the people we're closest to, too. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, oh, that's a stranger or somebody, uh, you know, that I may not know as well. well. It's harder for me to be short with them. But then mm-hmm. you let, let it be somebody in the family. And before you know it, man, you done. oh, my goodness, man, you don't it. Yeah. And, and so I, I think there's so many things that figure into this that that walking by the Spirit is something that you have to be on your guard. And uh, I think that's why Ephesians 6, when Paul talks about the, uh, the, the, the armor, those shoes, man, you're, you're standing firm. I mean, that's because uh, you got an enemy that's looking for ways to attack, whether it's with a fiery dart or any, any kind of accusation, whether it's doubt or discouragement, or he's going to do anything he can to either make you doubt or, or be discouraged. And if that's the case, then, okay, how, how do I fight against that? Yeah. Uh, and they're they're in lines, again, the, the whole, the spiritual battle we're in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was something I was thinking there a second ago. This will be my first ADD break of the day. So, <laughs> yes. so. interesting. I was actually going to joke about this in the beginning, and maybe this will fill the time, or maybe we'll just forget it all together. But I forgot my Adderall this morning <laughs> until 12 o'clock. I took it right at yeah. 12 o'clock. So when I got here at 1230, I thought, well, we're about to see exactly how rapid release this thing is. Yeah. So, <laughs> King Nebuchadnezzar, Eb- mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. King Nebuchadnezzar, very easy to probably look back at that and see that he probably he he could have possibly started off in a in a good place in what he was trying to do in, in his motivation. Right. Um, I think that was that was kind of where I was going with it. a minute ago was the motivation. Actually, I don't know exactly where i was yeah. going to go with it. Um, what's your focus? That's what I think of as motivation, and this is a. I think it's an interesting kind of analogy to look at, but i got to be careful. It's hard to do this without co- being complimentary to you. Okay? No, okay, but You said the other day we, we, we kind of aspire to be what we admire or something along those lines. We right. try to be like the things we admire. Okay, well, I have an admiration for you, not because I'm focused on you as the model of what I should be, but you're right. closer to the model of where I should be than maybe where I am. And I, I thought about um, when I was in high school, talk, again, talking about golf and stuff like that, I thought I was, as a freshman in high school, I thought I was the greatest golfer God had ever put on the planet. I was positive. <laughs> yeah. And there were three gentlemen who objectively could prove otherwise week in and week out of every single match. So I looked at those and looked at what they were doing. How could I be more like them? What did they do that worked well? Whatever. I probably learned more in, in three years playing against those guys. Combined, mm-hmm. I might have beat them three times. Right. They finally graduated, and I was better my senior year. But they were, they were, I learned a lot from them, and I barely ever beat them. Right. I've beaten probably 99% of players I've ever played, and I couldn't tell you anything I've learned from it. Mm-hmm. All right, what does that mean to pride? Well, okay. I look at it as where's your focus? Because if you're to be self-righteous, you have to be looking to, behind you in the race to an extent mm-hmm. to feel like you've you've come comparing yourself to, us. to others. And, and you have to feel like... If you're truly looking at it as I'm the best thing in the world, then you can't possibly see anything above you or you would see it. That. Yeah, that's right. But if my focus is on chasing people that I see as ahead of me in the race, not because yeah. they're better than me, but because they're closer to where I want to be, then it's impossible for me to have pride because I'm in last place from my perspective. Right. Or if I'm looking the other direction, I'm in first place. Yeah. I think that would be uh, what the Apostle Paul says when, I mean, he makes a
0: bold statement. And I, I mean, I read this and I'm kind of like, woof. That's putting it out there, man. But, uh, but I also know from the rest of Paul's writings and from his life that he could make this statement. And this is what he tells, he tells the church. He says, follow me as I follow Christ. Whew. Now that's, that's saying, hey, man, you, you, you want to walk with the Lord? I'm going to press on to, to the higher calling, and I'm going to be walking with the Lord. So therefore, follow me as I follow Christ. In other words, I, and this is the same man who's now putting himself out there saying, all right, follow me. But he's also the same guy that says he's the chief of sinners. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's towards the end of his life when he has seen God do so many things. And so there, there is that, okay, I'm pressing on to the higher calling. I, I am going to live for the Lord. I want to make sure I live for the Lord. And at the same time, there's that humility of knowing that even when I'm living for the Lord, it's the Lord living in me. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe that's the 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 gist that we need to nail down today is okay. It's not so much about me living for the Lord as much as it is is He living through me and in me, and then that's when people see it. But man, to be able to say, "Follow me as I follow Christ," ooh, I, I don't know, man. That's that's a, that's a pretty bold statement. But yet He's also the same one that says, you know, I I don't I could brag about a lot of stuff,
1: but I don't. Something I thought of a while back. In fact, I, I would. Once in a while, I thought will hit me, and I'll put it in my notes on my phone, and I'll go back later and see if it's anything. If there's anything that uh, it, it sticks, but I was thinking about in the first show, we talked a lot about God talking to us, mm-hmm. and I started to think about it. That sounds like a supernatural thing. and I'm not saying that it's not a supernatural thing, but there is, uh, oftentimes, supernatural things are actually can be explained by physical, uh right. that Can have physical explanations. Think about it. Your thoughts are going to be controlled by what you focus your time and energy on. If I sit there and focus on work all the time, then I'm going to think about work all the time. If mm-hmm. I focus on sports all the time, that's how I'm going to think. I'm going to think <laughs> that's those right. terms. The more I think about God, the more I talk about God, the more I pray to God, the more I do that, it reshapes your thoughts. We talk about that voice in your head. Right. It re- It's not necessarily even... It, I know that what I'm saying is not spot on, but I think there's right. enough to it to, to dig into it a little because it is changing the way you think. So they are still your thoughts, but mm-hmm. your thoughts are now more godly. But it also explains why sometimes your thoughts lead you astray because they're not perfect. Your brain's right. not ever gonna be there and it's gonna all this other junk's gonna creep into it. Mm-hmm. But as you if the reason I bring that up in this conversation is if that's the way you see that, then rather than saying, for example, I thought of the idea to start a podcast. Right. No, I didn't. God gave me that idea. Um, I don't get any credit for it at all, and I said in the beginning, it's not. I'm not taking the credit or the blame. Right. Okay. <laughs> this <Whether laughs> goes, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> but the more you realize that every any any of the good things that you thought of likely came from or came from God. There is no likely. If you if something yeah. good came to mind, that was God's. Yeah. Something bad that came from
0: you. That's James one seventeen. Uh, every good gift given, every good gift received, came mm-hmm. down from the the Father in whom there is no shifting shadows, the Father of perfect light. And so you're exactly right. Uh, the, those good things that that come about in our life, they, they came from Him. I maybe mean, even the, the good ideas, whether it's a podcast or a sermon series that blesses people, that it came from Him. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I think one of the things, going back to you know the the question, talking about um, you know thinking like Christ. And everything else. Well, Paul, Paul even says that we have the mind of Christ. We are to develop that mind. And so, yeah, that mind is always uh, ever-developing, but we begin to think like Christ. And how do we think like Christ? Well, it's filled with with God's Word. Mm-hmm. And that's where Scripture memory and putting it, hiding it in our hearts so that we might not sin against God, those are the times that we develop that mind of Christ, or as I like to put it, and I don't know, I can't remember, it's one of my favorite illustrations, but inside this room right now, there are all kinds of radio waves. Mm -hmm. They are all in here. But now if I bring my little radio that I got on my table that that I turn on and listen to, you know whether it's my son on uh, (laughs) WXYZ, check him out. uh, Whether it's uh, I listen to my son or another radio station or a state game, Carolina game, whatever the case may be, I got to turn it on and I got to tune it into that frequency. Mm -hmm. They're going on. I may not hear them. But until I turn that frequency onto that certain channel, now I'm picking up. You know, the airwaves. And I think that's that, in a way, is a lot. Now, I don't want to, it ain't always like that. But, but when you are in tuned with, with what God is saying through his word, through, yeah, you're going to hear it. And I think it's one of, but you've got to be in tuned. Yeah. If I don't have the radio turned on, guess what? I'm not going to hear WXYZ. Uh, you know, I'm not going to hear those channels because it's not even turned on. Yeah. And, and, and I think it's one of the more that you hear it, the more that you know how to turn it on or dial it in, uh, the, the better the frequency comes in, the more you're going to be able to, to hear what's being said. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think they're in lines. I mean, it's all about, again, what you set your attention to. I, I, it, there's a whole lot that is behind, you know, we, we have what we, we see, what, or I see what you, what I see in you just visible, but there's so much behind that of what drives us, what motivates us, what we're in tune with, what, what, what are we, uh, what are we going to dedicate our lives to? Because truth of the matter is we can do all kinds of good works, we can be a humanitarians extraordinaire but what's the driving focus and what is it that really pushes us yeah is it so that people can say oh man what a what a philanthropist he is yeah. or is it that again my my heart's desire is that people would be able to see man there, there's got to be a big god behind that cuz there's not that he doesn't bring that much to the table but doggone god does something through it
1: yeah i mean i think that i remember joking in the first one, the, the sermon last summer, the, the first one that I listened to uh, here that uh, really made an impact on me, that was the third P, was pride. Um, so I can actually tell you... It's yeah. got to go. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's funny. I was thinking about it in kind of getting ready for this uh, this show. I was like, you know, as big of a topic as this should have been in my life, I don't really remember ever hearing brain, brain, brain Ben <laughs> yeah. preach on this specifically, except for that one, but it was just one bullet. It wasn't like an entire sermon on it. And then it occurred to me, it probably happened while I was MIA, or better yet, I might have been there, just not knowing he was talking about me. <laughs> that's the way pride yeah. shows us. And
0: a lot of times, I'll be honest with you, sometimes on Sunday nights on Wednesday nights, yeah. uh, that's when I'll hit more on that. Because, again, from looking at the New Testament, I'm not, and I, I'm, I'm about to make a statement. that I don't know I'd back it up all the way. But I believe in the New Testament, when, when Jesus is, is confronting the Pharisees, I believe it's your religious, your Christian going folks that really struggle with pride just as much, and that's the pride that that I I, I tend to think the Lord has such a such an issue with, mm-hmm. because it can be when, when we've been walking with the Lord or we you know or we, we sit there and we we'll watch the news and we'll see something that somebody did and you know we, we automatically started judging them or I would never do that mm-hmm. really you you sure about that yeah. because I I know that my heart is deceptively wicked is what Jeremiah told me it's deceptively wicked above all things and so so therefore, uh, except for the grace of God, that'd be me on the news with the mugshot.
1: I, I don't remember. I don't have it ingrained in my memory exactly what you said at that service, um, but it was very simple because that was that was my that was my answer. I can answer. assure was, you, it I, was simple. I know that when he when I know that when you said that, God, God's like, see how simple that was. <laughs> okay, gotcha. But it was something to the tune of like, if you're focused on Christ, you can't possibly. Pride in your life, like if you're truly focused on Him, there's no way you can have any pride. So, anytime you feel like there's a little pride creeping up, then guess what that must mean? You've slipped your focus a little bit. Yeah. Um, Because next to Him, there's nothing in the world. Well, I mean, and I'd
0: like to use the illustration of okay. So, and and again, please hear me when I say this. (laughs) Do Do you remember that day when you when you accomplished that one millionth good work, and God said, "Okay, you accomplished your millionth good work. You're now saved." You did not. <laughs> uh, it, it is it is by grace through faith we're saved. Right. And, and and so therefore, when you really begin to think about it, man, if that's, I'm saved by grace. So I didn't save myself. And it was all by his mercy. Man, that, that's where, okay, pride's already thrown out because I did nothing to save myself. Mm-hmm. And so now when you go to the cross, man, cr- the cross gets rid of every bit of pride because, yeah. no, I see on that cross, I see every bit of my sin, and, mm-hmm. man, that's shameful. And so, yeah, when when you really begin to realize we are saved by grace, we walk by grace, we are strengthened by grace, I mean, it is all by him. And so, yeah, we we can begin to say, all right, especially when it comes to our works, our good deeds, then there should be no pride there.
1: I, I've been, I don't, sometimes my, my job might be just to give you the analogy and let you untangle it, because I don't know <laughs> if this fits or not, but for some reason, I just have, when you think about humility, this is not so much pride as much, I'm trying to maybe think of an example of humility, right? Um, which is obviously the opposite, I guess, of pride. So think about a good, loyal dog. I know that's okay. not gonna land to everybody out there, but I know I, I had a dog that was He'd have followed me into a burning house if I had to. Now that was because he had learned the correlation between fire and steak, and he would have thought, "Man, (laughs) if there's a fire, that big, we got a big big a brontosaurus burger." But there's even some truth (laughs) to that joke. Like there was a dogs don't follow us because they have more intelligence to be able to confirm that we've earned that. Mm -hmm. They're doing it somewhat on faith, and it's good dogs. Now I know some dogs that probably are a little bit smarter than (laughs) those that that some that aren't. They they think they're training the (laughs) the others, but. but I mean, I, you see that loyalty, that blind loyalty. To just I don't know where you're taking me, but I'm going there because you've never let me go before. You've never let me right. down before. That kind of thing. It's a simple. It's an overly simple analogy, and like all of my analogies, they break down. in that we aren't God. And but but again, <laughs> we've got that master that he's got everything in the world. We just it,
0: no. I think you're on the right track. I mean, it, it comes back to okay, who's the master? Yep. And that's the Lord. Uh, it also comes back to of you know, you know you you do see some dogs that are more skittish. Uh, mm-hmm. You see some dogs that man they're scared to death of humans because mm-hmm. they've had a terrible master. Sure. Well, we've got a great master, that, and a great Lord that loves us and is going to care for us and has always provided for us. And so if that's the case, then yeah, there there should be that that loyalty. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really if you stop and think about it. You you said it obedience. I mean, Philippians 2, 5 and 11, I used it Sunday uh, when we described what a humble person is. Well, it's Christ. That's our Every one of these good things we're talking about, it, 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 just look at Christ. Well, Philippians 2, 5 through 11 said that uh, he, he didn't regard uh, equality with God something to be held on to, but instead he emptied himself. Mm-hmm. He made himself nothing, took on the form of a, a servant, and was obedient. And this, this is it, obedient to the point of death on the cross. You know, that, that's the whole key is, man, he was so humble and so willing to be obedient that he kept entrusting himself to the Father that even if it leads to a cross, I know it's going to be good. Even that's going to bring something good. And it did, glorious, that we're saved, and, that, you know, now the world's going to be made right. And he goes on in Philippians 2, and he says, Now, because of that humble obedience, now every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord one day. And so it's one of now God's exalted him. And I think that's, that's the thing to keep in mind is that humbleness, God, God's going to exalt that. And First uh, Peter chapter 5, he gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. And I always like to say, choose your enemy. Choose your enemy. You already got one. His name, his, his, the enemy is Satan. He wants to trip you up. But if you choose to walk the way of pride, God resists the proud, so I don't. I don't need two enemies,
1: uh, and I sure don't want one of
0: the one that would give me grace if I walk in humility. Yeah, and and again, I, I you know as I said Sunday, it's not not thinking less of yourself. I'm no good. I can't do anything right. It's not uh, what what is the old Droopy Dog that mm-hmm. I used to watch on cartoons. No, it's not Droopy Dog. It, it it is thinking of thinking, not thinking of myself at all. And so, in other words, I want to be thinking of others and. And, you know, how I can make, make them look good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. When you, we've talked about a lot of different solutions to pride, right? But the the overarching simple answer to that is focus on Jesus. That's, that's, that really <laughs> yeah. it is. That's you, almost you can't, too easy. It's it. too easy, isn't it? But, but I'm thinking like, okay, well, here's, we, I've probably given a lot of examples or we've given examples of how you can act in the wrong way. Right. right? Okay, well, give me examples of humility besides a dog. Okay, how about Jesus? Yeah, <laughs> you have got <laughs> like, Jesus there. I mean, look, look at Paul, look at Peter, look at
0: it. I, and I, I dare make this statement. I think I'm I'm correct here. I think anybody that has been used in a mighty way by Christ, you you ha, or uh, you have to say at the very look at their – them. I dare say it's probably a humbleness there, because um, God God's not. God's not into, I hate to say it, and this this is going to make him sound bad. God's not into sharing His glory. He mm-hmm. shouldn't. There's mm-hmm. nobody that can that can no. ca- carry His water, yeah, so to speak, right. go through it. Right. Right. So nobody should be sharing His glory. So therefore, He's not going. He's going to always <laughs> use those that are humble. And I think a couple of things we can do. If you got to fight pride, uh, one is monitor yourself. L- listen and examine yourself. Make sure that okay. One is listen to yourself talk. If it's all about me, me, me. Uh, Think, think about your thought life. If it's how I can better myself. And, and again, go back to that driving force in your life. What is it that pushes you? But I think it's also one of, like you said, when your focus is on Christ, it makes a big difference. And when you are saying you've got the mind of Christ, we've got the spirit of Christ living in us, yeah, now that begins to, we're able to fight against that. Or should, should be able to.
1: Where does... Um looking for opportunities to serve play into that because that's something that I could see being so if you're if you're this might be too deep for a rabbit hole, but if you that's a fine line you can be really careful. Sometimes you're doing that for the wrong reason, right? You're doing something to serve others so you'll feel better about yourself. And that's an ironic way to think that I'm gonna fix my pride is to go do something to make you feel better. Yeah, I feel better about myself. But at the same time if you're if you truly can can get to the bottom and know that your heart is in the right place, and you're right. helping others. That's a great way to give you that humility and see that that's it's all everybody working together for that greater good kind of thing again. So, how do you? Yeah. Where does that fall um, as a solution?
0: Yeah, and I think I think there are because I see this a lot in, in church life. Uh, somebody you know may want to serve on a certain team because. Well, I'm going to fix every problem, you know. Yeah. Uh, it happens. I hate to say it. I want, I'm want. i going to serve on the finance team so I can tell everybody how they need to spend their money. Because mm-hmm. I know better than everybody
1: else. And, and I, I see that. Or and even I, just in looking for people to reach out and offer help to and things like that. Right. It, it may not necessarily be serving in a certain role like that. But yeah. looking for ways, again, the Denzel Washington speech that I, I think I've... It may not be in the same speech, but he says one of the most selfish things you can do is do for others because of that feeling you get. That's And, and I, I agree with that. I don't think that's a good thing that we right. do things to feel that way, but I think what he said is, Factually true. It, it can happen. It
0: gives you that. We, we get Again, we get that twisted. We yeah. get twisted that, okay, I'm doing this because I want to feel good about myself. Right. And look, I, I'll be the first to admit, I've been on mission trips around the world, and I always come back more blessed than I know I was a blessing to others. Yeah. But I always want it to be of, Lord, help me to remember that the blessing that I gave them, it, it came from you, number one. And again, that goes back to the giver of all good gifts. Mm-hmm. But it also comes back to, okay, Lord, because you've blessed me, uh, I need to be a blessing. Right. And not not for my my recognition, but more importantly, I want people to see the blesser. Mm-hmm. And so if I can be used as a blessing, look at the one who's the real blesser. Not yeah. not this guy, but, but somebody else. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's tough. That's a, yeah, and I think it always comes back to, uh, as Galatians 6, 4 says, we got to examine ourselves. And we can even cheat on that if we're not careful, and that's where we got to examine ourselves with the truth of the Scripture and with the scrutiny of the Spirit, uh, so that okay, let, let's be
1: let's be perfectly honest here. Well, and, and maybe that's as a, as I joked last week. There's a preacher filter on this; it cuts us off at an hour. We can't go anymore. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we um, as we kind of think about. We started this thing. The first show, we said maybe we go back to Hebrews twelve and more on deepening. Maybe <laughs> that's maybe maybe that's where we go. with that yeah. is that that maturity as a Christian to be able to catch up on that stuff a little bit sooner and keep a, a regular. How do you keep a regular check? Right. What are your daily vitals that you need to check to make sure that you're you know, are yeah. you're, you're staying where you need to be there? Yeah. And
0: and but, and even that and that's where I'm I'm, I'm kind of as I'm thinking about okay if we go there how would how would we go about tackling that and that's even even that has its pitfalls. Yeah. Because if we're not careful. Careful, then my daily quiet time becomes something I've got to do rather than yeah. I get to yeah. and we make our our walk with the Lord a checklist check it <laughs> off, check it off I did this, went to church I gave I gave a five in the plate I did this I, yeah. I, and that's not what God's looking for God's uh, looking for, again a genuine heart that seeks after Him and so I, I think we, we have to be careful to say, okay, you got to daily pray daily read your Bible, daily do this nothing wrong with those if they don't, if they are kept in the right lane, but if we begin to make that our religion, then we've missed. We make that our focus rather than the one the book's talking
1: about. Well, because if we're doing it to fulfill our checklist, we're doing it to serve ourselves. Yeah, look so at me. We, we're doing it so we'll feel better. At the right. end of look night. at me. We're not doing. I that. did my daily. God, God aren't you I lucky, God? God? I did I... it all. I did it all today. That was perfect. God, I, I am. I am
0: <laughs> your man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, and, and thank me, God. Thank me. Yeah, and, you're welcome. And you're welcome. That's not it. That's, that's the opposite of what needs to be happening.
1: I put it this way: God doesn't tell me too many things or, or get my attention very many ways that I won't repeat on the show. The way He actually <laughs> confronted my self righteous moment was a, was about it was borderline PG, not in the yeah. words He used, but it was not yeah. it was not publicly yeah. shareable. Well, I, you goober, you idiot. He said, "Really." Yeah. If, you are going to think you've got something now? Like, really, you. Let me remind you of a, t- a thing or two. It's Come like, on, I'm, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah knucklehead. I got
0: you. <laughs> That's what I, I mean. Every time I'm like, man, I've been such a knucklehead. Lord, thank you. for. I'm just glad that he's patient and he's kind. <laughs> yes. Because, uh, Lord, have mercy. I'd have been done with me a long time ago. But his his patience and kindness, man, uh, it, 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 it it floors me at times. And, uh, but I want to just quickly. Yes. I, I know we talked about Nebuchadnezzar. And yeah. I want to just kind of sum that up. Okay, he, start, he has a dream, and Daniel tells him what the dream's going to mean. And one day you're going to be standing up on top of your castle, and you're going to look at all dujours, that is yours, that whole realm, and you're going to think to yourself, I did this. And, and that's, that pride is, look at what I've built. Look at what I've accomplished. Look at what I've done. And that's when the pride hit him. I mean, it's an interesting story. He's been, God says, okay. I'm going to humble you. You spend seven years in the wilderness basically living like an animal. But then look at what what he comes back to at the end of of chapter 4. Now, this is a a wicked pagan king. And at the end of chapter 4, he's recognizing who God is. Your kingdom, your dominion is everlasting. Uh, Your kingdom endures generation to generation. He went from my king, I am the king of the world, to now he recognizes who the king of the universe is. And God, you're the one, and so I think therein lies when when you look at humility, you're going to begin to see God is so 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 much bigger, mm-hmm. and and we we are as what what are
1: we that you're mindful of us? We yeah, it's just um, and and I think you've got to that has to be something that fuels that uh, that that love and admiration for Him too is that you really realize how. You don't deserve this. It it was all him, all by his grace, and you don't deserve even his attention, much less his love and much less the... the the fact that, you know what, I, I took my own advice this week. I told my kids, I said, you're about to learn Old Testament, Dad. Because I said, y'all, we've, we've <laughs> not gonna done enough. going be under the law, not we've grace. Not, we've <laughs> not done enough teaching. <laughs> That's right. But, you know, you're it is out of law. love, though. I mean, you have, to, you have to look that he takes the time to teach us this stuff. Yeah. He takes the time to share his word and share people with us. So. Yeah. Uh, Mindful and ca- kind
0: and patient. Yeah. And uh, his kindness leads us to repentance. His mercy, man, it, 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 he doesn't give us what we deserve. And his grace strengthens us every day. So, man, he, he's a good God.
1: Red light, gotta go. (laughs) Thanks again, man. Enjoy enjoy this, dude. Thank you, man.